0: with an explicit graphic content warning <laughs> now strap in and enjoy the show hello my fantastic fabulous audience ah so good to be here i miss you <laughs> you're like you're like you you heard me last week but it's been a couple of weeks since i've done any recording <laughs> Okay, so today we are going to talk about, and again, I hope make sure you check the content warning, okay? Today we're going to talk about what if it's okay if you just want to fuck? What if that's not a bad thing? What if that's a liberating thing of your sexuality? So that's what our topic's going to be today. What if it's okay if you just want to fuck? Say it with me. It's okay if I want to just fuck. So the reason I've been inspired to have this conversation with you (laughs) or at you, (laughs) however you want to look or listen to it, um, is because I spend a lot of time with, uh, you know, over the years, I've spent a lot of time with helping people date and in their dating process. And, you know, now, you know, I do a lot of, do a lot more um, kinky dating and, um, you know, alternative lifestyle dating support for people. Um, However, it's still all the same. And well, no, kinky dating, there's a whole bunch of layers. There's other layers to, you know, the other alternative dating process. Um, However, there's certain themes that stay the same in the whole process, right? You got your love paradigms and your sex paradigms, and you got your, uh, and those paradigms fall, they fall into these three categories. And I'll, you know, I've taught, you've heard me talk a lot about them, but I'm gonna go over them again in case you're new to me today. So we have um, monogamy and monogamy, true monogamy, means that you are truly only attracted to one person or capable of being in love with one person. Okay, so that's your love paradox. And when I say that you only desire and crave one person, I mean it, like you don't fantasize about other people, you don't masturbate, corn, when you're whacking off, you're thinking about your partner, You can appreciate the beauty in others, but you're not actually attracted to other people. Um, that is what true monogamy is, okay? And so monogamy is kind of like how you're wired. So you can be monogamous sexually, or you can be monogamous in your love paradigms on who you love. So you can be, and then we'll talk about the different variations of that. And you can both be your love and your sex paradigms are monogamous, okay? Now. Here is what I really want you to listen to. Only a small percentage of the population are truly monogamous. And when I say small, I'm talking about I'm giving it 5%. It's probably less than that actually. Truly monogamous, probably less than 5% of the population of the human race. Now, there's this next thing called I have, you know, coined it as toxic monogamy <laughs> this is where you're not actually truly monogamous but trying to pretend you're monogamous and expect others to be monogamous even though they actually aren't and that's where the majority of our cultural society has kind of squashed us into and we're going to talk about the other stages of of our relationship dynamics in a second okay i'm talking about this so that we can I'll be on the same page when i talk about what it it's okay to just fuck. <laughs> so before I get into why it's okay to just fuck, and that we don't need to be in love and all the things, you're like, uh, "I'm gonna." We're we're going through this process. Okay, bear with me. Again, it's been a couple weeks, so you know I'm a little rusty. <laughs> all right, where was I? Oh yes. Okay, so we got true monogamy, dysfunctional monogamy we have conscious monogamy which is where everybody is actually not monogamous in the relationship dynamics whether it's the sex dynamic or the love dynamic but everybody understands that they're choosing to only their attraction is not action so for 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 all sorts of different reasons It's simpler, it's less complicated. There's lots of reasons why people will choose to be monogamous. Conscious monogamy is the choice of being monogamous, even though you truly are not monogamous and you understand that your partner is attracted to other people and you're attracted to other people and other people are attracted to them and they're attracted and and other people are attracted to you. And all of it is above board and honest and straight up. And you can talk about, oh, how did you go to work? Oh, Susie was flirting with me today. Oh, great. You make you feel good? Yeah. But because you are above board with it, and we're not pretending like the dysfunctional monogamy, we're pretending like we're supposed to be monogamous. And if you're attracted to other people and other people are attracted to you that you're cheating or that you're gonna cheat, or or that you're you know, that it's wrong, <laughs> you're just like, oh, great, because you trust. That your partner has consciously chosen to be monogamous, whether that's in their relationship, their love paradigm, or their sex paradigm, or both. Okay. Now, here are the places where we got, so now we're going over into the other realm of non-monogamy. Okay. So in non-monogamy, of course, we have dysfunctional non-monogamy, where we are lying and cheating and we're not actually above board on what we're doing. Which creates a whole lot of problems of self-acceptance, self-love, and usually often problems within one's relationship. Again, I'm not holding, I'm I'm not making a judgment on any of those things. I'm just stating the facts of here are the, the categories <laughs> in which people can be in. Okay. Then we have ethical monogamy, uh, sorry, ethical non-monogamy, where everybody that's involved is aware and it's above board and you've negotiated and you talked about it. And the incarnation of relationship styles and love styles uh, vary in ethical non-monogamy. You got polyamory, where you can be in love with more than one person. You got swinging, where you could be fucking more than one person. (laughs) You can be fucking together, you can fuck separately. Um, You know, there's lots of different variations of how to navigate ethical non-monogamy with what whatever works for you and the people that are involved in that. Now, that being said, you may be sexually non-monogamous, but uh, your love paradigm is monogamy. So what do you do with that? (laughs) Well, (laughs) Makes for a challenge. <laughs> ideally, it'd be great to find somebody else that loves to fuck lots of people, but only likes to be in love with one person and that person being you. But that ideally would be a good match. Okay. So once you understand where you fall on the, you know, basically relationship styles and love styles in your who you are, then you can navigate the world of dating better. Because you basically I did a whole I did a whole episode on, you know, uh, why dating a monogamous person when you're ethically non monogamous is a bad life choice. <laughs> basically, I believe that's episode like 270. <laughs> if you want to like understand why not being compatible could be a problem in the dating realm. Okay. So but what happens is that regardless of where you fall on the spectrum, in our particular culture, especially in the North American culture, there is this, this belief that your true love, your soulmate, your twin flame, these are all languages, cultural, that we we fantasize, we, we love stories and romance novels and all these things that you know, in order to allow yourself to surrender to sexuality, there needs to be a connection. And the point of this podcast is to say, it doesn't actually have to be a pot. there doesn't actually have to be a connection. (laughs) And if you're a connection person, uh, which I suspect majority of us are, because we've been told that, that we've been told, and depending on what your age is, and what generation you're part of, and where you are culturally, uh, gender roles will play different things around that, right? So, um, so typically, and again, it all depends on where you are in the the spectrum of age, generation, gender sexual orientation, all these come into factors. So right now I'm going to like, I'm totally going to drop into some generalizations that may or may not resonate for you. Okay. So the first generalization that I typically see um, in particular, uh, people that identify as female um, in, you know, Gen X and above. (laughs) generationally um is that as a woman i'm not actually allowed to be sexually liberated and free without being committed without being having a connection without them seeing my soul and getting me i can't just be horny i can't just want to have sex um, there has to be a connection. that is that is the narrative that is the imprinting that is deeply rooted in particular in Gen X uh, generationally that um, is the case. And generations before that, uh, you know it's more about, you know you, you as a woman, you're not supposed to want to have sex, period. Um, unless you're in a committed relationship. And hopefully, if you happen to be part of the sexual revolution, evolution, revolution, uh, you were able to, you know, decide that it was okay to have an orgasm. And hopefully, you found your orgasm, and you were able to teach your partner how to, you know, support you in your orgasmic bliss, okay? So, there's a lot of limitations as, uh, you know, a woman in certain generations around our sexuality. Now, younger generations have different, they have different, there's different things going on. There's different messaging. Um, and so <laughs> if anything, it's actually now kind of like on the other end of the spectrum where, you know, I hear often young men and identify as male um, that they their sexuality and their desires to fuck is raw. It makes them toxic masculinity. We, we all know this terminology. We've all heard this terminology. So, tex, tex, so toxic masculinity is actually preventing uh, anybody who identifies as male to be able to embrace their just their pure sexual desire. So they need to learn how to uh, be okay with needing to have a connection so that they can explore it. So there's a lot of, so I'm going to say there's a lot of bullshit. Across the board societal about when you can get horny who you can get horny for and how do you ho- express your horniness some of it's great some of it's awful some of it's healthy some of it's toxic some of it's like a trade wreck some of it's glorious but overall human sexuality still today is quite messy <laughs> And it doesn't matter you can see it in the all the different communities all the different love paradigms all the different sex paradigms it can get very messy because the moral of this the moral of this story <laughs> is that as human beings we are not allowed to just want to have sex if we do there's usually whole bunch of other judgment and fear and shame and dysfunction and all sorts of other things that go along with it so we've learned ways to get around that by doing some very interesting things like here's what I hear over and over and over again for both from both my female friends and from clients you know while they're dating it's like Okay, well, and there and there's all sorts of weird rules, like you're not supposed to have sex until the third date, or you, uh, you know, if you, you know, you have to be wined and dined before you can have sex, and then there has to be a certain amount of cuddling after the sex, otherwise I feel used. Do you really though? Here's the thing: what if you you feel used because society says you're not allowed to be a slut? You feel used because you're not allowed to be sexual. You feel used because without those things of that, you know, you're more than just a hookup or more than just, you know, a slut, then that's where our problem lies. Because what if you're okay with, what if you were okay? What, what if society was okay with, I'm a sexual being, you're a sexual being, you know, we meet however we meet. We meet at a club. We meet online. We meet on a dating, you know, dating profile. However, we meet, and we're straight up just allowed to be who we are. Now, don't get me wrong. I support. I truly support having deep connections with people that allows us to have deeper, more profound, more more debauchery. The more connection you have with somebody. The easier it is to show your deepest, darkest, most deviant, debaucherous sexual desires That's easier to share the more you're connected to somebody. So, if you're you know looking for a real deep night of, you know, heavy levels of debauchery, I would recommend it with people that you have a connection with. <laughs> and again, because you can get into it deeper, right? I can tell somebody who I feel I that knows me and I know and I feel safe with, I can tell them my deepest, darkest desires. I know they won't judge me. They won't reject me for it. I know, like, I know all those things, just like my partner or partners, depending on what kind of debauchery we're doing. If there's more than one people <laughs> in the room, um, they can, they know that they can share their most deep, is deviant, sexual desires with me because they feel connected to me and they feel safe with me, All right? So there is something to be said that, yes, you can have deeper connection. When you have connection, deeper, deeper the connection, the more sex, the better sex you can have. But that doesn't mean that it's not okay to just want to have sex. And just having sex doesn't mean that you don't negotiate and figure out what the rules are okay so so for example say i'm like you know what i mean my world is very different these days so but back in the day (laughs) nowadays i I, actually i'm not even gonna get into what my sex life looks like right now (laughs) it's awesome but there's lots of moving pieces and dynamics and at play And so you'll want to listen to episodes to kind of get a gist of like, ooh, what kind of debauchery is this guy up to these days? I have plenty of it. (laughs) But we're not going to use me as an example, okay? So say you're like, okay, I'm horny and I want to have sex. And some of that might be, I'm horny and I just want to fuck maybe i have an ongoing fuck buddy so we can build we can build connection but not necessarily love connection we can build trust but not again necessarily my soulmate um or somebody who i'm planning on spending the rest of my life with but you know i may have an ongoing sexual relationship with somebody um, because that tends to make for, like I said, more of that piece of connection, whatever that is, whether we're talking about emotionally, sexual connection, the better, because it gives, again, more time to learn about each other, okay? But again, it's also okay that that relationship is a sexual connection, I don't, you don't need to know about their lives. They don't need to know about your lives. You don't need to solve their problems. They don't need to solve your problems. You can like hook up with each other and, you know, have a great time. Walk in, fuck each other's brains out, negotiate, you know, what kind of sex you can have. Did you bring all the props, toys, whatever, have a great time, fuck each other's brains out, thank each other and appreciate what a great experience that you just shared with each other. And you know, you can fist bump, that's that's my go-to, you know, fist bump, thanks, buddy. <laughs> thanks, dude. High five, chest bump, whatever, whatever floats your boat. All right, no judgment here, okay? And be like, I can't wait to do it next week. And that's okay. You could just be like, okay, I'm horny and I wanna fuck. And so I hook up with somebody um, you know, whether, like I said, at a club or dating app or wherever. Um, but here's where, here's where it gets icky. Where this Here's where it feels icky for people. This is why often if it's happened, it's been filled awful and you may not do it again. First of all, were you sober to give consent? That's the first part. Did you have any conversation whatsoever about what this means? All right? So remember, we started this whole conversation about there are different love paradigms and different sex paradigms and, you know, who you fall in, who who you're going to roll up, do a romp with needs to be compatible with your, both your sex compatibility, your sexual desires and kinks and all those things, as well as your sex paradigm and your love paradigm. So. If you're going to bang somebody, and yes, I'm using crass language because that's the language that we use and that language is okay. And if it makes you a little uncomfortable, I'm kind of doing it on purpose. <laughs> I will not lie, the sadist in me is pushing your buttons. Um it's so that you look at it. Why is that so wrong? If both people, if both parties or more than one party again, we're not we're not being monogamous. all inclusive right so if all parties involved are okay with the parameters of what this means whether this is a half an hour quickie or an hour or an all night or an all day or an all weekend you know fuck fest, then everybody is good with it and there's nothing wrong with it so where it gets icky is when we don't talk about it And one person thinks, oh, if I have sex with you, then this is the beginning of how we're going to start dating. The sex goes well. Or if somebody's like, thanks for the fuck and that was it, and they really meant that was it, and the other person feels used. But that's because we didn't talk about what that meant, right? If I'm going to fuck your brains out, I need a phone call the next day. If that's the case, if you need a phone call, you need to know what your aftercare is, just as important as you're during the sexual experience, what do you need afterwards? And you need to know what it means. And so this, this beautiful piece around, again, we don't have to be soulmates and we don't have to have a connection, but what we do have to have is compatibility. And that compatibility is not just how you like to be fucked, (laughs) how you like to fuck, and what are your kinks, and what are your turn-ons, and what are your turn-offs, which are all very, very important conversations to have before you're going to fuck somebody. Um, But also, what does it mean to fuck somebody? So I know myself very well that I can go have sex, fist bump, be like, thanks, that was awesome. And if it was great, I'll put you in the roster again why because I like great sex <laughs> but if somebody brings their a game there's rewards for that you get to come back um but I'm not a cuddler so here's, here's the thing I'm not a cuddler uh you know there's there's only like one or two people that I actually really cuddle with and those are the people who I'm in love with um I do have the capacity of being in love with more than one person so I have it both my sex paradigm and my love paradigm are ethically (laughs) non-monogamous across the board. Um, But I can have way more sex than I actually have love for people. But I have respect for everybody who I fuck. And everybody who gets to fuck me has respect for me because we've negotiated that. And we've been on the same, we're on the same page. And that's the piece is that, Why does it make it icky? It's only icky when people don't talk in advance. It's only icky if you don't think that you can just. It's okay for you to have sex. Do you really want a soulmate? Do you really are you are are you really looking for a soulmate tonight? Or are you looking like, oh, my genitals are throbbing, and it would be great to have a romp, and you know, this this person's kind of hot, and I think I'd like to romp. I think I'd like to roll around naked with them or in latex or whatever else you're wearing. Again, I don't want to keep anybody out. (laughs) So there's nothing wrong with that. So this is the piece that I want you to ask yourself. Do you need to feel like you have a connection because it's part of your love and sex paradigm? Or, Because society says, if you don't, you're a slut and you don't want to be seen as a slut. Or society says, if you don't, it makes you a player and being a player isn't a good thing anymore. (laughs) Unless it's with other players that give you fist bumps and props. So why are you you know do you need the dinner beforehand do you really need that dinner or do you need the dinner or the date or the cuddles afterwards or the 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 phone interaction or the texting interaction do you need all those things because you truly desire them and want them or is it so that you don't feel used that you don't feel like you were just there for sex. Because you know what? It's okay if you're just there for sex. I give you permission to just go have sex. Your love and your falling in love and your commitment and your you know connection to people, these things happen. Like there's no, you never know who you're gonna fall in love with and you don't know why and how and all those things, okay? And connection happens it's a natural evolution if it's meant to happen it happens it just does right you you want it next thing you know you you want to spend time together because you have things to talk about or you got things to do together or you enjoy each other's company outside of just fucking but it's also okay if you just enjoy somebody's company for fucking And if you're mortified by this talk, I lovingly invite you, I really do invite you to come have a call with me and we can just figure out what it is about the fact of fucking is wrong. It's only wrong if you're not okay with it. And if you're really not okay with it versus because society says you shouldn't be okay with it. When two people have give consent, because they're sober enough to, they've had a conversation, they're on the same page. They both agree that this is, you know, if it's good, we'll do it again. Or, you know what, I just want to do it and I'm never going to talk to you again. And the other person can be like, oh, okay, I'm good with that. If the other person is like, no, I need you to text me and I need this and I need this and I need this. Don't fuck that person. Go find somebody else that's in line with you. That's why it feels icky. But part of it is because society tells you you can't just want to fuck. You want to be, you're supposed to be looking for a partner. You're supposed to be wanting a relationship. You're supposed to be finding, trying to find the one, your soulmate, your soul mates, however, you whatever style you you know your love paradigm is in but in the meantime what if you can just also want to express your primal desires and you did it in a way that made you feel good and made everybody else feel good so I give you permission <laughs> as the sexy little permission fairy I give you permission to be horny And I give you permission to start exploring how do you fuck and is it okay okay for you to just want to have a sexual relationship with somebody or does it have to be more? There's nothing, but, and I just want to say there's nothing wrong with more, okay? More is lovely. I enjoy more too, but... Just having a sexual relationship with somebody can be incredibly spectacular and fabulous. And it can have its own rewards. And so the whole point of my orgasmic life of my, you know, my orgasmic life and this podcast is to showcase that you can have it all. It doesn't have to be one or other, the other. It doesn't have to be you have to be a big, big hoe (laughs) and a slut and a player and means that you're not soft and gentle and want a squishy, squishy, snuggly, snuggly, lovey, lovey, kissy, kissy time with people. And you can want squishy, squishy, lovey, lovey time with people and still also want to just fuck. And some people you may want to do both of those things with. Some people, you may just want to do one, not the other. So uh, the thing about being and living a life filled with orgasmic pleasure and orgasmic life is about embracing who you, all of who you are, getting everything that you desire in your world. And that you can have it all. You don't have to pick, choose. This or that, this or that. You can have it all. You're open to all possibilities. There's so many variables that you don't even know about. My, in, my, uh, you know, destiny, goal, journey, whatever you want to call it. My mission is to make it so that the world is a safe space for you to be a, a liberated, sexually liberated, and free human being. Whatever that looks like for you, and not limit ourselves because society, religion, um, you know, judgments of others, peer pressure, whatever says this is how you are allowed to be as a sexual being. I'm here to say, Fuck that shit, you can be the sexual being that you want to be in whatever capacity and all the possibilities. All that I say is that to do it with a place of conscious awareness, consent, and do no harm to yourself or others. These are my rules, that's it. I have very very little rules in life. (laughs) But rule number one, consent. (laughs) Rule number two, do no harm to myself or others. And then outside of that, everything is possible. Okay, so again, if this really pushed some envelopes, pushed some buttons, made you feel very uncomfortable, um, reach out to me and we can figure out what's going on and we can do some, you know, we can do some clearing, we can do some healing Um, because I want you to be sexually liberated and free. I want you to be able to fuck whoever you want in a way that you feel good about it and empowered and liberated in it. Okay. And if this episode made you horny, <laughs> <laughs> that's also very okay. Um, because I give you permission to be horny. And if you're like, I need to come spend some time with you in the dungeon, you can reach out me at me, find me at empressguy.com so I can torture you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, till next time. Stay curious, stay horny, and know that it's okay to just want to fuck. All right, repeat after me. It's okay to just want to fuck. Bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. (laughs) I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments also come join me on Facebook, at uh, My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want, I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what. how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please. Please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option. We have that. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. (laughs) Mwah. <laughs> Bye-bye.